From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker and editor of the CQ Budget Newsletter. And with me today is Ryan McCrimmon, who covers the appropriations process for CQ. Thanks for joining me, Ryan. Thanks for having me. So Congress gets back to work today and faces another deadline to get the government funded. Before the President's Day recess, they passed a stopgap funding measure that extends current funding through March 23rd, and they passed a bipartisan budget deal setting new higher spending limits for this year and next year. That means they now have four weeks left to write a final catch-all spending package to fund the government for the rest of this fiscal year, which ends uh, September 30. And Ryan, you know better than anyone, I think, that these mammoth spending bills called an omnibus are never easy to put together because they trigger so many fights over funding levels and policy matters. Let's start with the funding. Now that Congress raised spending limits for this year, how much extra money do they have to play with here? They have a lot of money. So $80 billion extra dollars for defense and $63 billion additional for non-defense programs, domestic spending. So basically what... That is a sizable increase. It's a huge increase. And what they're going to do now is take the initial appropriations bills that they wrote way back last summer, and they're going to add in this extra money across these 12 different bills and then bunch it all together into this omnibus package and pass it. Um, They're intending to do so by late March. Uh, It might take them a little bit longer, but they've got a couple weeks to put together this package and pass it. And yeah, like you said, there's going to be a lot of issues to to deal with, not just uh, how, you know, where they're going to spend this extra money, but also some policy riders that always get attached. Some of the uh, programs that may see a boost now that they've got this extra money to play with are programs that really need it, like the Census Bureau uh, preparing for their 2020 census. They're really behind and they need a dose of resources to sort of catch up. The IRS Implementing the new Republican tax code overhaul needs some extra funding. They're likely to get some. Some popular programs like the National Institutes of Health, veterans programs are likely to get boosts. Obviously, the military is going to get a huge boost. They have that you know, extra $80 billion to play with. Uh, and then the, the White House is asking for extra money for border security. That's one of the more controversial things. So we'll see um, what they do with that. But um, Republicans and, and President Trump are asking for more money for the wall. So that's that'll be one of the big issues to watch, too. The wall is a huge one. He's asking for, what, an extra $15 billion? Yeah, $15 billion in this upcoming spending bill. And part of that will depend on what happens with immigration. That's still, that's being debated, um, you know, this week and was debated before the recess. So sort of the conclusion of that will also have some impact on what they do with the wall in this upcoming spending package. But all these things are sort of in flux right now. And of course, Trump had submitted a budget for this fiscal year back last May. But now that the spending limits are higher, he's come up with new requests for money, too. Right. So Trump's budget for fiscal 2018, which he put out last year, basically proposed huge cuts to domestic programs. Now that they raised the budget caps and there's more money to play with, the White House has basically gone back and said, well, now that we have this extra money, here's where we think it should go. So they sort of supplemented their initial budget request for fiscal 2018. And their their new request is still lower than the spending cap effectively. So it's unclear exactly if, if Congress will 
put the money where the White House is asking for. Some of the programs that I mentioned, you know, the White House and Congress agree, like the IRS needs new funding, Census Bureau, et cetera. Um, so the, the funding in some cases lines up between what Congress is likely to do and what the White House is asking for. Um, a lot of a lot of the additions that the White House made are just sort of paring back some of the huge cuts that they had proposed. So th- while they are asking for more money for programs like the State Department, which they had initially proposed to slash, um, it, it's not really a huge increase um, because they they had set the bar so low with their request last year. But it would avoid the massive cuts that were on the table. Effectively, before. but some of these programs, at least under the White House plan, would still be facing lower funding than they had the previous year if the if the you know President Trump's plan was turned into law, which mm-hmm. is you know it's not likely to be on on many fronts. And any other Trump proposals that are going to trigger big fights? I mean, I saw there was money for the new U.S. embassy in Jerusalem. Yeah, that was an interesting part. They they are asking for about seven hundred and fifty million to to build this new embassy complex in Jerusalem. That's obviously a controversial issue. Trump asked for uh, something like fifteen million or so for a trade enforcement surge. I think is what they called it. That's part of his you know sort of bold trade agenda. So there's a lot of little things that could. Um, get pushback from Congress that the White House is asking for. But again, these decisions are really up to Congress, and they're the ones that are going to write this law. And it'll be up to Trump to either sign it or not sign it. And, you know, he's not likely to veto it over some of these smaller issues. But, I mean, Trump is proposing a huge increase relative to what he was asking initially. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's it's not a huge cut across the board like it was in his initial um, budget on the non-defense side. So there's a lot more money to play with, but uh, beyond the funding issues, these omnibus bills always trigger battles over policy disputes too. What should we anticipate seeing now in the in the next few weeks on the on the policy battle? Yeah, we can expect to see some fights over things like gun control in the wake of the shooting in Florida. Uh, we can expect the sort of the usual battles over um, Planned Parenthood, which mm-hmm. you know Republicans continually seek to defund. Um, each time there's a spending bill, so we'll see if that if there's a push for that as well. The gun, uh, the gun control. We should say there's a specific provision in these in these spending bills every year that's said to block funding for gun gun violence research. Right. That's that's one of them. There's some other things that Demo- there's some other sort of proposals that Democrats have that they might try to attach to this. But yeah, the the ban on gun research um, is is one of the big issues that that could be targeted. Democrats might also push for some uh, policy riders that are essentially just aimed at Trump. They did this. They did this the last time there was a spending bill. They tried to attach all these provisions, saying, you know, the this agency or that agency cannot spend money at a Trump property or things like that. So they they do take mm-hmm. this opportunity to sort of take digs at the president. And uh, there's also immigration looming out there. Obviously, when they the Senate failed to pass anything before leaving town before the recess, and Democrats are still under pressure to find protection for these dreamers, these immigrants who came to the U.S. illegally as children. Could that get wrapped up into these spending talks, do you think? It, it certainly could. I think even some Republican senators said um, a few weeks ago that when the ne- when the next spending bill comes due, they might just use that as the opportunity to extend the protections for dreamers if they don't get any sort of agreement, you know, broader agreement before then, which is sort of interesting because uh, Republicans had been sort of criticizing Democrats for trying to connect 
the spending and immigration issues earlier, which was what led to the shutdown back in January. And now I think a lot of senators and, and members are sort of throwing up their hands and saying maybe this is the only way to do it. We'll, we'll do some sort of very skinny uh, extension of the DACA program um, in, a, in a funding bill. Maybe that has some sort of uh, border security money in it as well. Uh, so, yeah, that, that could be in play. But, that, again, it depends on what Congress does with the immigration issue by itself before then, assuming, that, assuming they still are going for some sort of broader fix. I would think anything wrapping immigration into this is going to cause a lot of sticky fights. Now. Right. It's it's not going to be easy. They got this budget deal, which which sort of paved the path, but there's still huge issues to work out before they finish you know, fiscal 2018 funding with this omnibus. And then, of course, there's Trump's infrastructure plan. He's pushing for, for more money for that. Could that get wrapped into this? It could. He's, he's asked for, I think, $16 billion to sort of kick off his infrastructure plan. Um, in this spending ba- spending package, of course, the White House put out their broader infrastructure plan uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, that you know whether money is in the spending bill or not will sort of depend on how things are looking on the broader infrastructure front. But there, it's unlikely there'll be much action before the spending deadline. So yes, the White House will probably push to have some infrastructure funding in there. Democrats might oppose that. But we don't really know at this point. That's That hasn't been um, at the center of attention really so far. But there's not been a lot of support yet for this infrastructure plan from either side. So no, not yet. That's going to complicate that too. Uh, so there's a lot in play now as Congress tries to finally wrap up spending for the fiscal year that began last fall. And CQ will be covering it all for you. Uh, my thanks to Ryan McCrimmon, our appropriations reporter, for joining me again. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your CQ budget tracker. We'll be back next week. Until then, you can keep up to date by reading your daily CQ budget newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or NPR One. And for more on this subject and other stories, you can visit rollcall.com or cq.com or find us on Twitter. The handle is at CQNow or at rollcall. See you next week.